Hey everyone, it is Tuesday, May 12th. Glad you could be here this morning. Uh, we're recording a series of conversations that, uh, this, that myself and Steve and Caleb have been having about revival. Um, Logan is actually uh, on maternity leave with a baby. Otherwise, we'd love to have her be a part of these conversations as well. But we're excited that uh, baby's here and uh, that everything's going well. Um, what we wanted to talk about today was something that I have been hearing quite a bit from conversations I'm having with people and that, you know, all the emails that we've been getting have been saying like, well, these are uncertain times and unprecedented and uncomfortable and unusual. Um, but I'm actually hearing from a lot of people that, you know, once you kind of factor in or factor out the, uh, the economic distress that people are going through and some of the anxiety uh, that people are going through, and of course, the, uh, the tragic deaths that people uh, are experiencing, there are some significant upsides to what we're going through right now for families, for individuals. Um, I, I think it kind of, for me, it relates to when, you know, I find myself in a waiting room, like at a doctor's office, and I've forgotten my phone at home, and you're just sitting there like, what do I do with myself? You know, I can't check uh, emails. I can't, you know, I, I, what do I do? And it's like we've forgotten how to not be stimulated with, uh, with our cell phones. Same, you know, and so anytime we have like just even a few seconds of downtime, it's just hard not to figure out like, what do we do with ourselves? And I think the world, certainly our nation, is experiencing something along those lines. It's like a, I, I, the way I would describe it is it's like a, a, a forced Sabbath and people are now beginning to realize the benefits of it. So there are people who are like, man, I can't believe how busy we were. When did we get a dog? We have a dog now? Or, you know, they, they don't, you know, man, I haven't had this much time with my children or my spouse in, in a while. And I think that that's been a good thing, even though, if, even though it may have revealed some aspects of their life and relationships that need uh, work. Um, so I guess one of the things I wanted to ask is how has uh, stay-at-home orders benefited you guys, um, your families, you personally, or people that you've talked to? Well, uh, I've, you know, we've, we've been calling some of the members. One of the members told me it's, it's nice, there's less traffic. You know, another member right. said it's nice because I can go to uh, Home Depot and Walmart early in the morning and get home before, you know, I still have my full day, you know, because everything, it's just easier to do some of those things. Uh, for me, uh, it's, it's, it's been nice to have more dinners at home together. Uh, yeah. When school was going on and, you know, Phoebe's in basketball or, or you know, you've got different sports and different uh, extracurricular activities that kids are involved in. It's hard sometimes to get everybody together at the, at the same time at dinner table. It's been easier to do that. Uh, we've also been able to uh, connect with our two older kids in Tennessee, uh, you know, with playing games or talking online on Zoom or whatever. We could have done that all along, I guess. Yes. And yeah. We, we weren't motivated to do it. Yeah. Uh, we're, and, and so that kind of rebuilding of the family. Yeah, I think is it's been beneficial for my family, but I think it's been something that uh, all of us in America need to say, hey, we, we were kind of getting off base with that a little bit. Yeah. Too many activities, too much distraction, and now this has forced us to, to get back together a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Caleb, how about you guys? Yeah, well, I know for, for me specifically, 
through this, I've learned just how painfully dependent I had been on any type of sports. Uh, you know, the first several weeks, I felt like I was going through withdrawals without sports. You know, I was watching Sports Center, just like, I hope there's something on to, to give me that that fix. And uh, you know, I made it through those first few weeks, and now it's like I've been able to look back and realize just how much time I spent watching sports, not playing, not getting out and exercising, but watching, you know, sports on TV. And so that's been, you know huge awakening for me that I don't think I really knew the extent of. Um, but I know for, for Taylor and I, this has been really good um, because before we got married, I had no cooking abilities whatsoever. And I had a, a bad addiction to fast food. Uh, fast food was my favorite food. And <laughs> through this time, we've been cooking dinners together most nights. And, you know, we've been learning to make new recipes and actually eating dinner together. You know, when the weather's been nice, we're out on our balcony sitting on our patio table just eating dinner together and, and not watching tv or or anything like that and so mm -hmm. really just kind of have this flow time together has been mm -hmm. really nice to bring out and to try new things yeah i think that they're one of the uh kind of uh i don't know maybe psychological phenomenons is that people initially were in uh somewhat of lockdown and i have to say that there are a lot of people who find themselves more busy than usual with work you know their work is more demanding and then they're finding it more difficult to do that work and be productive at home uh, but i think a lot of people even with that they're finding maybe their evenings are a little bit more free or there's just less less things pulling them and their family in different directions but i think a lot of people initially used the um the forced sabbath to uh, watch Netflix or, you know, scroll on their phone. And then at some point that they just ran out of capacity. They just got so bored doing that. And then they begin to experience like, uh, like a little bit of a renewal uh, or revival um, in just their ability to engage with their husband, their wife, their spouse, uh, um, their, their, uh, or their children, I should say, and, you know, enjoy nature or whatever that is. It reminds me of um, the verse in 1 Thessalonians 4.11, where Paul encourages that church to make it their ambition to lead a quiet life. Um, you know, I, I am under the impression that when he talks about quiet, he's just not talking about like, you know, a, a quiet walk in the forest, but he's actually talking about like, hey, you don't need to be talking so much because it, it's causing problems because that's related to some of the contextual clues in, in the passage. But I like the idea of like, yeah, just peace and calm and that some people are beginning to achieve that. And there's going to be um, some difficulty in going back to whatever it was after all this. Um, Steve, you've talked about some of the, what you feel like are the spiritual benefits of uh, what we're going through. Can you, can you speak to that a little bit? What are some of the spiritual um, advantages to, to quarantine? Well, I, I, you touched on it to me when you said forced Sabbath. Yeah. Because that, I mean, that's, that's, I think that's what we were missing. Uh, our culture just kept us so busy. And it wasn't busy with things that really needed to happen and get done. It was busy with uh, just all, just, just a, a, a mult, just, just a plethora of, of things that you can do. Yeah, yeah, all stuff on, on the side, it's just, and so, yeah, exactly. And, I, and I'm guilty too, Caleb, <laughs> you know, so, so this has been really good because you, 
and, and it was like you said, at first it was like, okay, we're just going to get through these two or three weeks. I'll watch Netflix or I'll, I'll, you know, just sur survive. But thankfully it's lasted longer. So, you know, it's, so now I'm like, okay, I, I want it to end. Wait, do I want it to end? Because have I learned the lesson yet? Have I learned these spiritual lessons yet that God wants me to learn? that I need to spend more time in him. I need to spend more. I think it's been uh, advantageous that, you know, our sermon series, yeah. we spent a lot of time on prayer. We spent a lot of time on the scripture. Now we're talking about revival. I, I feel like God maybe set that up for us to say, Hey, yeah, it's, it's, we need to do more than just talk about it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to force you to have to actually act on it. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I think uh, both of you guys have hit on something that I think is valuable is that you both said that these things were available to us all the time. Like we, we should have been focusing on, you know, uh, eating with our families more or interacting with our families more. They're always there. We just, we didn't prioritize them in the way that we're being forced to right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, one kind of last question and you know, this, I, it's not that this could get tricky, but uh, you know, I, I think that there maybe is for some people who might be listening there, they may struggle with the concept that there are advantages to what we're going through, or they may be bothered that by, by that idea, because they have so much empathy for people who are struggling right now that they can't see past uh, someone who's hurting or, or in distress because of the pandemic. Um, and I don't want to, you know, imply that that's not a good thing. It's a good thing. We as a church need to be very uh, thoughtful and sympathetic to the people who are struggling. But I mean, I think it's fair to ask what are the advantages to us as a church? I mean, there's a ton of disadvantages. Like I think just not being in person is a big disadvantage. Like you just don't get to interact with people, see their body language or try to encourage them or just have, you know, be able to touch bases. Um, I, I, you know, I thought about this the other night when we were doing our Zoom disciple group. Um, one of the blessings of disciple group is that it facilitates these, these relationships. And so there's, there's all these side conversations going on over a meal versus just one person who's kind of like dominating the conversation. But, you know, people are connecting, they're talking about their families, they're just talking about their lives. And now, you know, it's, it's me leading um, them through a discussion question or asking for prayer requests, which is fine, but it's just, you know, it's a, it's a poor substitute. But what do you think are some of the advantages for us as a church, Woodbury Church of Christ, in, in what we're dealing with? Go ahead, Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he keeps volunteering you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I think just one of the big advantages um, for our church from this is that this time is um, painfully making aware what our idols were, um, maybe as, as individuals, but also as a, as a larger church family. Uh, you know, like me with sports, like when, when it was taken away, uh, and I, that's when I realized just how much I wanted sports more than, you know, I wanted to be able to watch a baseball game more than anything. And so I think a big advantage to this is that it's, it's bringing those out to the forefront, whereas maybe we could have just, you know, uh, up them under the rug or not, or maybe not even be really, truly aware of them. And yeah. Through that, as we come, you know, as we were able to see what those are, we now are being, we're, we have this time where we can start making adjustments, you know, we can start reorienting our, our focus and our desires i think that's just a really big uh, a big advantage and a big positive to come out of this situation 
Yeah, that's a that's such a good point. It's revealing what our idols were or are. Uh, yeah. Well, that's probably a good place to stop uh, for today. I mean, this has been a valuable conversation for me, just kind of hearing about what other people, what other, what the, I don't want to just say the silver linings, but even the blessings, you know, how God can always take bad and turn it into good um, for us. And so I hope that that's been true for our church family largely as well. Um, tomorrow, we're going to discuss the concept of repentance and how it's become more uh, of an attitude than an action. And it needs to be an action. Uh, so hopefully you can tune back in. Again, if these conversations are helpful, let us know. And if they're not, you know, keep it to yourself. It's fine. We'll, uh, we'll just labor under the illusion that this is good because it's, it's good for us. So we'll talk to you all later.